This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Can I care about you? Am I caring about you too much? <laughs> right? Whereas even the basic sense of relating to someone has to be checked. Because even the thought that you could relate to someone is an infringement. That's yeah. a very liberal view, right? Mm, Whereas, correct. you know, tak sunyi ke seorang-seorang? It's a very yeah. common question. Yes. Right? Tak sunyi ke makan seorang-seorang? Tak sunyi ke naik kereta seorang-seorang? Or something like that. Right? It's, a, it's almost an impulsive gesture to mm, ask, yeah. you know? And it's innocent even sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's innocent, yeah. I mean, maybe not in this part of town, but <laughs> even though for most of the country, it's sort of <laughs> default. And I, and I think there's a lot more breathing room to be in that context because I think it doesn't deny our relationality you know whereas liberals would frame their individuality before their relations mm. right whereas I think in the Malay context it's a bit more complicated there mm. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Night School with me, Ahmad Fawad Rahmat, the show that explores concepts, theories and society. This week, we are doing another installment of The Trying Game and joining us for that is the producer, the one and only Hanif Baharudin. Hi, Fawad. So, well, what do you make of the show so far? I feel like we've had a few runs and it's been well received. Overall, I'm quite happy about that. Yeah, me too, I guess. Because I think maybe, maybe people out there have been thinking about something like this. It's just that when they hear we do it, maybe it resonates, I guess. It resonates and I think it's fun to think out loud about these things. Mm. And these things being translating Malay to English words, trying to find English equivalent for Malay words and trying to understand the gaps. And one of the reasons why it's so hard to find properly and exactly fitting definitions across these languages is because they're different worlds, right? And I think when we try to think out loud about which words fit, which translation is adequate and inadequate, we start to see the differences. It's quite fun to observe, right? Yeah, and it's definitely subjective, right? Depending on the interpretation of, you know, each individual. I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, and, and that's why I think it's very interesting. I think you're right in that there are cultural differences, but there are also individual relationships to those words, you know? So, for example, I think one of the things that revealed this was the word jiwang, for example, Mm -hmm. or asmara, right? On on one hand, there are general consensus about what that word means, but then when you probe further, you realise that people relate to those words differently, Mm. you know? And they're referencing things they heard as children, and they're referencing examples that might not be alike and so forth. But today, we're going to go the other way. And what that means is I'm going to list English words and you're going to find the Malay equivalents. All right. Yeah. Okay. So rather than doing the Malay to English, which is what we did the past four episodes, we're doing English to Malay now. Mm. And <laughs> I should also add that these are words that I'm gathering from the liberal lexicon. So words <laughs> that liberals typically use. And one of the reasons why is because a lot of my work is trying to think about what liberal agency means, you know, mm. and I'm trying to reference the Malay context. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's I think, not always easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think just for context, I think let's challenge ourselves and not succumb to the typical way of translating, right? Which is? Which is like, for example, the word modernization, you can just easily translate it to modernisasi, right? Yeah. And, 
that has always been the struggle when it comes to translating English to Malay. Sure, I but I, and I get I get that in that there's a kind of laziness there. Mm. But I don't want to overcompensate too in that you end up picking swa photo for selfie or tuna photo for photo bomb. Mm. Right, so that's the opposite of that approach. Right, mm. so there's a lazy approach that just says modernisasi, you know, uh, institutionalisasi, you know, institutionalisation yeah. or something. But there is this tendency too to make it so Malay sounding that it becomes ridiculous, like swa photo, right? Yeah. So how do you balance that? And you're a translator, <laughs> so I'm asking you for that I'm, reason. Well, I'm not a translator per se, but okay. Um, actually, to be honest with you, I I feel like I don't disagree that much with the whole attempt at you know translating selfie to swa photo and photo bomb to tuna photo because I feel like at least there is that genuine attempt to at least try to localize the word as opposed to you know the term that they use is bastardizing um, yeah. these English words right but if those Malay versions don't resonate yeah. then what use are they you know <laughs> yeah whereas that, that's a fair criticism yeah because languages live through being used regularly and the words that are used regularly are used largely because they're relatable. You know, mm. they they resonate to reflect reality to an extent. But I don't think that's necessarily a problem in this installment of the trying game because some of these words I don't think can just be bastardized, for lack of a better word. So let's start with the first one. Boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries. Uh, sempadan. I mean, that's the, okay. the standard one. Yeah, sempadan. But we're talking about the liberal... Kind of outlook, right? Where we have individual boundaries. Individual right. boundaries. Uh, kekangan, kekangan, which is also similar, almost similar to sempadan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kekangan also have a negative connotations. Mm. It means like confinement. Yes. Yeah. Confinement. Um, maybe hard. If you want to use it within right, that, right. yeah, within that liberal context. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think that's a boundaries, good Boundaries, hard, right? Yeah. Limit. Yeah, yeah. limit. Mm. So boundaries of power, right? So that's the idea that. Mm. So the boundaries of how long I should work the boundaries of how much emotional labor I should do, right? So the liberal idea of the autonomous individual really rests on the ability to claim boundaries. And I think hard comes closest. Mm. Now, is hard used in Malay in that sense? Um, how often is it? Does it resonate in, in sort of everyday hard, use in that way? Hard kelajuan. Hard kelajuan, yeah. I was thinking of the same thing as well. Hard kelajuan... But is there such thing as like the boundaries of the self and other, right? Or like hard diri or something. It, it awkwardly transfers, you know. Mm. In that context, yeah, I feel like maybe it sounds awkward. But, but what do people use then to describe that thing in Malay, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. Kawal diri? I don't know. I mean, that, that's a bit more... Kawal diri is about like incontinence, right? Not yeah. being able to like regulate your desires or something. Right? Mm. That's sort of... Regulate your appetite, right? So that's <laughs> sort of where... Kawaldiri comes in. Mm. Um, but this idea of abstract frontiers, right, between you and another, between how much you're, you're, you should take and how much another person should demand from you mm. oh. isn't quite there. <laughs> I just thought of the word, sure. batas. Batas, yes. 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 No, no, but we're just picking, we're just choosing another word for heart, right, at this yeah, point. Yeah. But thinking about that conception of personhood, mm. right, it doesn't, quite stand 
in the Malay sensibility, right? Or yeah, but if you want to bring religion, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, back on. Yeah. yeah, but if you want to bring religion into it, then there's batas pergaulan, which yes. is also yeah, which yes. also no, that's that's actually close. Yeah, that's very very close. Batas pergaulan is boundaries of interaction, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, and so, those are actually physical boundaries, like skin, like actual yes. tactile boundaries, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the reason why I thought of the word batas because yes. I remember okay, batas pergaulan and things like that. At least, at least if it's to be discussed in those areas, lah. Yeah. And that's interesting that that word is evoked in that regard, right? Because otherwise, we don't necessarily use that term, batas, you know. Sometimes uh, you hear the expression, kebebasan tu kena ada batas, mm. or kebebasan tu kena ada hatnya, Heart, yes. right? the limits, the freedom. But it's not necessarily agentic boundaries. It's not the boundaries for the kind of rational agent of individual pursuits mm. you know it doesn't quite resonate you know mm. so um, but yeah I mean well the obvious question then why uh, that's a difficult one <laughs> I don't know uh, maybe because the Malay language has never thought of it in that sense right? it has never or rather it has a more restrictive more imposing um, definition of, of limits right I mm. guess and boundaries as opposed to a more fluid and a more dynamic one that is yeah. a bit more, I guess, discursive in nature. Yeah. Mm. Or in one way maybe I can think of is that the language isn't necessarily a recourse to think about individuality. Mm. You know, it's not really self-focused, you know, in a way that maybe English is, right? English is very I-centered, mm. you know. Whereas even in Malay, there's saya and aku, which means it's not really about the substance of the person so much as like the context. Yeah, you correct. Know? So saya being softer and gentler and mm. aku being a bit rough. Yes. But that presumes that your I, quote-unquote, is very dependent on who you're talking to. Mm. We don't necessarily have this conviction that the I is the centre of things. Mm. It's always in relation to another, right? Mm. So, and this is not to say that there are no egotistical, uh, egomaniacal people who only know Malay. I mean, I'm not saying that. Mm. Just saying that as a worldview, or as a Lebensweg, as a life world, Bahasa isn't necessarily the best way of expressing individuality. And mm. I think that's a virtue in a sense. Yeah. yeah. And because, well, I think this has been discussed a lot, right? I think there is always that uh, debate about how, you know, the Malay language or the Malay community or the Malay culture itself is very communal versus, you know, a more individualistic nature that you usually associate with the West. Yeah. 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 So, so there's that as well. Yeah. And this is where I think Raya is very interesting because the notion of boundaries, you know, in a, not in like a deep, profound sense, but even like a basic sort of mundane sense, mm. you know, it's sort of suspended because people can just come to the house whenever, <laughs> you know, your relatives can just go into your room, whatever, you yeah. know, and... and that's celebrated, right, mm. <laughs> in a way. Yeah, yeah. And this example comes to mind, folks, because we're just after the second week of Raya when we're recording this. Yeah. So. Which brings me to the second word of the day, Hanif, privacy. Privacy, uh... Hmm. Privacy. <laughs> the bastardized one, right, that one? Uh, yeah, no, is different. What's, uh, what's wrong with Kepribadian? Kepribadian is your, I think, demeanor. And ah, yeah, this yeah. is different, yes, yeah, it's different. Yes. Although peribadi means... Everybody is personal. Personal, yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, it's personal, not private. Yeah. It doesn't mean private, yeah. If it's private, then it's sulit. But if it's privacy, then I... Sulit is confidential. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but I think it can be used interchangeably. Right, yeah. right. I, I, although, although sulit is more accurate to describe 
confidential. Yeah. Yeah. Like privacy, wow. Now that you mention it, I feel like, yeah. Do well, we the, have a- the, the standard imagery of Raya comes to mind, right? Privacy is suspended too. Yes. You got to mingle, small talk, you know. And, and this is where the phobia of Bila Nak Kawin strikes because it's such a violation of the liberal notion of privacy, right? <laughs> so it's sort of like the tsunami of Bila Nak Kawin questions is like an infringement of your quote-unquote self in the liberal conception, okay, right? Yeah. Where you're bounded, right? Whereas we don't have that notion of a bounded self. I'm not justifying Bila Nak Kawin onslaughts. So I don't like them either. Mm. But I'm just trying to explain that, you know, insofar as language offers a worldview through the words that are available on their menu, right? The options of describing certain things is going to be limited to that, right? And mm we don't necessarily are obsessed with boundaries or privacy, right? And uh, that's where the... I think it's the best and the worst of us in a lot yeah. of ways, right? I mean, that's, that's where our strengths are and that's where our weaknesses are. But it's interesting that we're struggling with that word privacy now. Mm, yeah. yeah. Privacy. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, but uh, let's think about why this difficulty. Why haven't we really required that word, you know? Maybe because it has never existed in our psyche, right? If you think about it. Well, that's the thing. Like, it exists in the English portion of our psyche. I mean, we speak yeah. English regularly. We work at yeah, BFM, yeah. you know, but... <laughs> so, yeah. why is it that when we code switch, we can do without it, you know? And I, and again, I want to try to redeem it because I don't want a standard liberal kind of like smearing of Malays being this and that. But I feel that, you know, there's this sense that we're always already connected before we're bounded. It's, it's very interesting, you know, that um, the worst way this typically manifests is that your business is my business, right? Which is sort of the the liberal horror, right? <laughs> but the redeeming side is that empathy, I think, I think is, is much more of a default capacity in a way, mm. right? Or um, That's why I think we go back to this point maybe two episodes ago, we talk about Kasian. It's a very common feature of how, how we express yes. what we observe about people, you know. Mm. Whereas in English, there's an entire discourse on the, you know, like the ethics of pity, should we pity mm. people? Whereas in us, it's like immediately, it's like a sin, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And not to sound like an apologist, but I always feel like sometimes it's also with the best intention, the fact that people are yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. think of you, yeah. right? I mean, they're not malicious all the time. Well, that's a liberal apology. <laughs> yeah. right? Can I care about you? Am I caring about you too much? <laughs> right? Whereas even the basic sense of relating to someone has to be checked. Because even the thought that you could relate to someone is an infringement. That's yeah. a very liberal view, right? Mm, Whereas, correct. you know... It's a very yeah. common question. Yes. Right? Tak sunyi ke makan sorang-sorang? Tak sunyi ke naik kereta sorang-sorang? Or something like that. Right? It's, a, it's almost an impulsive gesture to mm, ask, yeah. you know. And it's innocent even sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's innocent, yeah. I mean, maybe not in this part of town, but <laughs> even though for most of the country, it's sort of <laughs> default. And I, and I think there's a lot more breathing room to be in that context because I think it doesn't deny our relationality. You know, whereas liberals would frame their individuality before their relations, mm. right? Whereas I think in the Malay context, it's a bit more complicated there. Mm. Okay, let's take a break. In case you've been wondering, this is the Trying Game installment on Night School where we try to give English words their Malay equivalents and vice versa. And today, the two words that we started out with in English are boundaries and privacy, and it wasn't easy. We'll be right back with a few other words. And I'm Ahmad Fakrama alongside Hanif Baharudin on Night School on BFM 89.9. 
BFM 89.9, you're listening to Night School. I'm with Hanif Baharuddin, the producer of the show, in case you're wondering. And we are doing the trying game. Although this time, we are translating English words to Bahasa. Right? And the first part of the show, we talked about boundaries and privacy. And it wasn't easy. And we ruminated a little bit on why it wasn't. And you know, we encountered some limitations of the liberal outlook. And to continue that line of thought, I have this other word for you, Hanif. It is agency. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's getting more difficult now. Kupayaan is agency. Yeah, kupayaan is not that bad. Kupayaan is capability. Capability. Yeah, yeah. Although it's close. It's yeah, close, close to, agency. To, to agency. For our listeners who are not familiar with the word agency, what are you referring to exactly? The capacity to exercise choice. Mm. Right? So when... I have agency, and this is the liberal outlook again. I can make decisions for myself. Mm. Yeah. And this is something that is of, how would you say, reflective of my self-worth. Right? So I'm making choices for myself. And now why is this idea prized? Is because choice and self-worth are related. Right? Mm. And that's a very particular epistemic framework because... A lot of cultures don't define self-worth by individual choice. So I'm just mm. laying it out there. Yeah. yeah, okay. So by that definition, I think maybe kebebasan is... Yeah, is it's, it's close to kebebasan. So it's somewhere between keupayaan and kebebasan. Mm. Yeah. Although agency has more nuanced life, if you think about it, right? I mean, it's not freedom per se. I no, mean, if you want to translate it yeah, back yeah. to English, right? Yeah. Yeah. So kebebasan, uh, pilihan. Now, those words are not very rare. I mean, mm. kebebasan is sort of a common word. However, I would say that kebebasan is not used typically in reference to an abstract self. It's usually in reference to particular actions. Yeah. Right? So, to say that you are inherently autonomous, which is a very Kantian framework, right? Um, inherent is another, another <laughs> word we can worry about. But it's hard to say that even essence. I'm trying to figure out the words here, right? But your essence is freedom. How would you translate that in Bahasa? Kepribadian, but again, are you essence, kepri- essence, yeah, essence, yeah. essence. That, <laughs> you know, God's essence is... Yeah. Is that, is that what yeah. But that's, that's almost literal translation of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, you're inherently, you're, you're like, you know, freedom is self-evident. You know, those, those, these are kind of like liberal catchphrases, right? Mm. It's very hard to kind of find them. Of course, like you said, Kuiwasan is there, but it's mm. almost like a practical option rather yes. than a statement about your reality. Your reality, you know? yeah. yeah. I guess this shows the gap, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and again, not a bad thing. Not uh, a bad yeah, thing. Yeah. No, no, no. In fact, I'm trying to appreciate it a lot more, you mm. know. So yeah, I think, uh, but let's extend this impasse to another term, which may give us some more insights into why it's difficult to translate this sort of liberal catch terms. Uh, and that word is introversion. Wow. <laughs> you know, like when I was on Facebook, so and so, and there are many of them, there are many of these so and so, would post a meme or a link about why introversions are great. Uh, introversions around the world or something like that. Yeah. And I look at my more, I guess, uh, my Malay friends, not in civil society, uh, obviously. <laughs> they don't necessarily share those memes or those quotes or those sorts of things. You know, it seems like introversion is less of an option in sort of the linguistic, op, mm. you know, like offerings. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. 
But introversion is a is a thing now, right? I mean, people are, are celebrating now, it now yeah. compared to before. Oh, we just live more isolated lives. We're behind screens, you know, interaction becomes more of a burden, right? Yeah, but, but at least back then, I think people were a bit more embarrassed to, to admit it. But yes, yeah, yes. To admit now to it, it's right? like, uh, you know, uh, reclaim your introversion kind mm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Can I, we bastardize it and call it introversy? Uh, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, and it I don't think weird. anybody buy that. It's almost as bad as swa photo or tuna photo. Okay. <laughs> uh, but again, all these words point to how our society is very communal right? compared to the very individualistic way of living that is celebrated by the liberals. Right? Or, or let's, let's put it this way. It seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're from Laka, people are less of a burden in this linguistic framework. Whereas for liberals, when they prize independence, when they prize privacy, when they prize autonomy, self-help, you know, self-reflection, self-awareness, right? This... Well, let's call it what it is, a self-centered worldview, somehow presumes that other people are secondary or their problems. So everything hinges on this selfness, right? Whereas it seems like that sort of thing isn't at work or isn't on offer in Bahasa. <laughs> you know, it's very hard to fit that sort of worldview into these terms, right? Yeah, I agree. But having said that, I've seen Malay communities, non-urban Malay communities, non-liberal Malay communities, also admitting to having problems uh, dealing with no people. Doubt, yeah. No doubt about yeah. that. It's just a question of how central that problem is mm. in their sense of well-being, yeah. right? Like the disappointments that inevitably come with dealing with people, right? And people are disappointing. Let's just, I mean, in that sense, liberals win, right? But do we go to town with that? Do we make that the organizing principle of your worldview, right? Mm. And I don't necessarily feel that the linguistic framework on offer, or the words on offer in Bahasa actually caters to that. Yeah. You know? Mm. And, and I think in that instance, we don't. I think we don't because there's always that, again, back to Raya mode, because there's always that element of uh, forgiveness. Yeah. So, so regardless of how bad people can be or how bad people are, we'll always be able to, you know, rise above it and try to forgive them. And, you know, let's start again, kosong kosong and whatnot. So I always feel like, yeah, whatever it is, we need to always embrace. Yeah people and the society around us, regardless of whatever. But that's the are. thing too. When we say that we have to embrace them, it feels like there's a kind of exertion that needs to happen. When, again, going back to Raya mode, I'm just catching up with how many new babies there are in the context. Somebody just gave birth. You know, typically half a dozen people just gave birth in this sort of kinship context, mm. right? And there's this sort of seamlessness there, you know, that it's not necessarily described in terms of a kind of choice or embrace or something. It just sort of is the flow of things, Yeah, you know. You used the word exertion just now, and I feel like maybe that's not accurate even. The sure, fact, sure, I think sure. it's, it's, it happens organically yeah, for, for yeah, the yeah, other community. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. For us, we see it as exertion because, because yeah. we are aware of this. Because things, we right? are BFM, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We love our privacy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but to people in that community... It's never an assertion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just sort of a flow, you know. Yeah, like, it's sort of a flow. It's and organic. This, and this is the interesting thing because there are theories where as standards of living goes further, right, or increases or improves, this leads to a culture of individuality mm. because people are less reliant on people, on others, right? Because if you make enough money, you can afford enough capacities for yourself, like, you know, health, uh, education, uh, whatever else you're less reliant on others. And they point to Scandinavia or Japan or something where people with high standards of living feel more and more isolated. 
Whereas I don't necessarily see that translating here. I'm waiting for that thesis to kind of bear fruit <laughs> here. But it seems like that has not been parallel. The development of higher standards of living has not been coupled with greater individualism. Maybe in our circles, yes, but mm. I can't see it translating outside, you know, in the yeah. broader context. Yeah, because I was just about to make reference to our circle and how my values on individuality and family might not be similar to my parents or my grandparents, right? And I always feel like we are transitioning, but with the fact that you mentioned that in our circles, yes, we probably are transitioning, but, you know, in outside circles, yeah, they are probably still holding on to those values. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, uh, uh, holding on, quote-unquote, because there's no exertion. It seems like... Mm. This is just the way things are. Default right? mode, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the other word. Dying. Dying? Oh. Sort of idea of being, you know, dying inside, dead inside. Liberals use that a lot. Because they're only inside, right? Because when you don't talk to other people, you talk to yourself. I mean, that's it's a short, short version of neurosis there, right? Mm. Morana? Because dying indicates uh, you're suffering, right? Yeah, it indicates, yeah. indicates suffering. So it's morana, I guess. Yeah, so morana is suffering. But dying is a next level kind of suffering, right? Or but dying is also figurative, right? Yeah. So, 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 I mean, it's not, it's not it is figurative. It is figurative. But I do, I do think it's taken a, it's acquired a certain central attention, it seems, lately. Well, yeah, if you want to put it that way, then I guess people <laughs> use it to sort of like exaggerate. And I don't want to like... No, no, okay, okay. Let's say it's figurative. Yeah. Um, but how is that figured in our context? We don't... And again, the thesis that I'm trying to work on, again, is purely speculative and rhetorical. Is that we're more life-affirming than we think. Because there's a lot of like that ingat mati kind of, you know, gestures, mm. right? Uh, you know, and you and I think I grew up around that thinking, my God, we're so life denying, right? But I do wonder, based on the things we've talked about, you know, how we somehow value relationships, even though they're very frustrating, right? I wonder if that's an articulation of you know, life affirmation in a way, right? Mm, I yeah. don't know. I mean, again, I'm just thinking out loud for the first time here. Yeah, you, you might be right. Um, but back to dying. I think um, the word, maybe there's no direct translation for the word, but I've heard people say, oh, macam nak mati dah which is, you know, if you want to... Yes, know. yes, <laughs> macam nak mati, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in what case would that be used? Like, what, what comes when, to mind? When you're super tired or you're super... Oh. <laughs> mostly when you're super tired. <laughs> yeah, 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 when you're super tired. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. used usually... People use it just to complain or to whatnot. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have that uh, similar connotation to when, you know, people use dying. Yeah, at least yeah. when people use dying, oh, I'm working yeah, at this yeah. job for years and I feel like I'm dying inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, has, he has a more... Or like, I'm dead inside yeah. or something like that. You can't kill me because I'm dead inside. <laughs> liberals, I don't know, it comes a lot in sort of, you know, these moments when liberals are trying to describe their condition. And again, it's figurative. I don't want to hold them <laughs> to their word, you know, these yeah. people. But it's interesting that it's a quiet, that frequency, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Do you think that it's also, um, again, I don't want to like sound so harsh, but do you think that, like you said just now, it's a bit self-centered, a bit trying to exaggerate but things? But it's not that, it's not harsh because the power of the liberal outlook is that you are your own person. You don't belong to someone else. And that's been really, really historically significant. And when you talk about ending slavery, you know, or workers' rights or something, you own your work, you own your labour, no one else does. And the chief foe of the liberal is the state, mm. you know. So it's, it helps you demarcate boundaries against the state, right? Or power in general. So that's translated to other aspects of power, right? So in that sense, it's very compelling. But is it a viable philosophy of life, right? Is it a viable compass to relate to people? And in that sense, I'm quite 
against it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, uh, I mean, it helps when you're a teenager and you kind of just want to find yourself or something. There's that sort of thing. But to kind of let it inform all aspects of, you know, how you value yourself and not this, I feel like it's very, very limited, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it is useful, I guess. Some people it's do useful. use it. Yeah, yeah, it's practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's bad. But like all isms, there's a danger in dogma. And a dogma is when you actually hold on to this at the expense of allowing room for other things, you know. Mm. I mean, I'm socialized in the liberal climate, right, for a long time now, largely because of my work as an academic and the whole ethos there is liberal, right? But I do know that there's a concurrent discourse identifying an endemic isolation in a lot of liberal countries as well, you know, where people are burdens, right? And then, then there's a whole discourse on whether or not they should pay taxes for others and whether or not, you know, uh, you should care whether others get welfare, so on and so forth, right? All of that stems from a certain outlook that presumes that self and other is always divorced, you know? Mm. So there's that discourse. And that's a real, it's not even a discourse, it's a real problem in a lot of countries, you know? Mm. So I think, yeah, I think that's an interesting survey of some of the key words that come up, you know, when liberal ideas or outlooks are expressed. I mean, any concluding thoughts? Um... Maybe not thoughts, but more like a question. I mean, you mentioned just now that you, you're you in this liberal circle, right? But at the same time, your sensibilities are, for lack of a better term, in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that for lack of a better term, yeah. yeah. So how do you negotiate that? I and think... why, why do you even want to care and be in touch? Because I've seen other people who are perfectly fine being in that liberal circle <laughs> and happy. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, well, I think... You know, it's uh, it's about the richness of context when you're in this country. You're coloured by so many different contexts, basically. Perspectives, you know, expressions. And it's a great chance not to be limited to just one of them, right? And I think the more I think about what languages do in terms of framing the world, and the more I think about how much we code switch as Malaysians, Right. I think that's a very, very unique experience. And I think just to stick to one at the expense of another is a very impoverished way of looking at the potentials there are where, you know, diving across these different worlds is always just an option that we're always doing it, you know. So I return to just the sort of everyday rhythm of things in Malaysia where you're always like just blending in all these different frequencies. It's a really, really interesting experience, you know. It's a quite a blessing, you know. So, um, I love my privacy, don't get me wrong, you know, but I do know that there are other modes of relating to other people that is on offer here, you know. So, uh, I think that's just more fun, yeah. Mm, definitely, yeah. It's just that, it's just, I mean, the reason why I ask is because I too am struggling to deal with this. Yeah. And because I come from a different background. I think well, you so. more than me. I think you, uh, your struggle is probably more interesting than me because I think where you come from and what you add to the station is different than, say, people like me or Ezra. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you were born and raised in Malacca, you're ITM, you know what I mean? So you're dipped in that world in ways that I never can be. You know, that's where I appreciate what you bring to the show too. And it's heartening to see you trying to get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Go native, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but yeah. No, no, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, at some point too, the liberal option, it just runs out very fast. It's a small circle. It's the same rhetoric that's being recycled, the same attitudes, the same impulses, you know. And, and I'm, a very, I'm a modernist in the sense there's something about the contemporary world that encourages reinvention. 
right? And there's so many resources here culturally to do that, you know. Um, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's the show this week. Be sure to email us at bfmnightschool@gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook as well. Night School type that in the search space. And also, be sure to download our app at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Thanks again, Hanif, the producer, for this other installment of the Trying Game. I'm Ahmad Fat Rahma, and this is Night School on BFM 89.9, the Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.